Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Start and end your day with the good news. The good news with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Now, here's Angie Austin and friends with the good news. Hey, it is Angie Austin and friends. We have Beatrice Bruno, the drill sergeant of life. The good news gals here, Jennifer Bishop and her husband, Stephen Bishop, and also Donna Hetzler, author, speaker, and uh, she's got a ministry, Jericho Girls, encouraging women and uplifting them in the name of Christ. And we are talking a little bit about Christmas and uh, just sharing a couple of one, I don't know, I feel like this time of year, we're so, if we can remember people, if we love to do things for our garbage men, and um, in middle school, there's so many teachers, my kids got seven, and so I sent these bags of chocolate with him, and I already got thank you notes back from some of the teachers. That's you know, right. just a small, like the, you know, the nice chocolates mm-hmm. in a little bag, but you know, something not really expensive, but just thoughtful. I said, are many other kids bringing things to the teachers? And he said, no, not really. It's so oh simple. Oh my goodness! That, that is really mean, sad because really our teachers pour into our youth, and I mean, they're just so. Oh, in elementary school, they're showered with stuff. Okay, but, but in not, middle school and high school, I don't think quite stuff. as much. I agree. They should no. get more at that stage. I know because they're kind of are more of a pain in the rear. Yes, they should. In <laughs> the language they use in middle oh, school, yes, Lord. And we should the shower of, them with gifts. Yes. Yeah, lack of respect. Yeah, I yes. couldn't believe I got a thank you note for you know chocolates. You know, good chocolates though, really good. Yeah. Um, all right. So just think of, you know, your mailman, um, you know, uh, who, whoever does your hair, your nails, uh, the garbage man, uh, teachers, the librarian, the school nurse, the principal, the ladies in the office. I always try to remember the ladies in the office because they're like the first line, mm-hmm. you know, mm. of defense. They they're there to like, you know, and they in fact, my kids are always going into the office to use the phone, you know, because there's all these different exits to the school and they don't know who will be picking them up. It's me or the nanny or my mom or whoever, you know. Right. Ugh, those people must think we're... Can we use the phone again? <laughs> no one's here to get us. I'm like, yes, there's someone there. They're outside. <laughs> All right, so those ladies need chocolate for sure. All right, so think about that. And in fact, this is a great example. I think you guys have... Uh, uh, the waitress getting a Christmas surprise, but uh, I've been hearing about, have you seen this on Facebook where like a group of friends will each bring a hundred bucks for a tip and they're going out for meals. It's happening locally. Mm-hmm. And then friends will go out and then they each tip the waitress a hundred bucks. That's and so cool. if it's five people, it's 500 bucks. If it's 10 people, it's a grand. Have That's you seen that? Oh, I haven't seen that. I think it's it. really cool. Love have a little it. movement. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yesterday we were eating lunch and we were like, let's give this waitress a good tip. You know, Merry Christmas. And yeah. It's just fun. And we don't even know. She didn't see it. We just left. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Merry oh, Christmas. Nice. I love that. Well, it's I, easy we to just, do. We feel blessed. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Especially if they give you good service. She's amazing. Yeah. 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 All right, let's see. Uh, this, uh, this waitress must have been amazing as well. And uh, this one, I believe she's a single mom. Is that right, Dave? She's a single mom. Yeah. And she really needed the money. Mm. 
I need, sir, a turkey club on white, please. Just like today, it was another busy breakfast rush at this five and diner in Scottsdale, except for one extraordinary customer, a complete stranger who ordered bacon and eggs and left behind a lot more than the $17 he owed for his food. A tip that made this restaurant employee rub her eyes and take a second look. When you look at it, you say, oh, 200 is awesome. But no, it was 2,000. 2,000. I'm like, I don't think I ever seen that one. You hear about it on the news, never think it happened to you. Along with the generous tip, a message that made every employee's day. Please split with the whole staff. Merry Christmas indeed. Ended up being $222 a person. It took a lot of weight off their shoulders. $200 makes a big difference on a busboy pay or a, a cook's pay, our hostess. So $200, it makes your week. The act of kindness has been contagious. Other customers also stepping up with generous tips after hearing about this kind stranger. I just got one for $200 and it, it almost made me cry because he comes in and he's like, you're great. Give me a tip. I'm like, wow. There's another one, too, that uh, I did this morning on my other show. There's a single mom who couldn't get, afford to get her car fixed. And it was 500 bucks, and she was able to get her car out of a shop. Oh, I'm just so glad to hear stories that people are giving and have a giving heart and are supporting, especially, you know, our police okay. officers. The Okay, you know I got to go the other way now, right? Oh, yes. Know, know oh, yes. You always way. do. You, you take us down another road. Why can't we do this all, all the year time. long? Yes, that's right. Yes. Okay, because these same waitresses and waiters and, and busboys, they have the same needs all year long. That's mm -hmm. right. Why do we have to wait until one time of the year? You know, that's like you. we were talking mm -hmm. uh, on another segment of somebody giving somebody a chair or stopping at the stop sign, you know, instead of going in front of it so that the person can cross the street. Why can't we do that all year long? I'm just saying. Mm -hmm. That's a life coach in you. Yes. Even with your message of it's a new year, like when I come to you mid-year, like whining, you're like, uh, today is a new day. You get that book done. You That's do it, it girl. <laughs> you can, you know, is, why can't we do this stuff all year right. long? Yeah. It, it, because people are hurting all year long. Mm -hmm. yeah. We don't need to wait. Jesus is around. Yes, I said Jesus. <laughs> Jesus is around all year long. Why can't we do this stuff? all year long why can't we pray for each other all year long we do we do exactly mm -hmm. there's so, so many examples in literature too about uh, how generous people can be i mean pay it forward yes. i mean as yes. in a movie i mean to that whole idea and how it just continues to extrapolate on that initial giving i was reading the book traveler's gift and the message in that is how much difference one person can make with a gesture and this was an extreme example. I mean, this was a general in the Civil War where he, he made a charge when his people were absolutely defeated. The example went so far to say that this battle turned Gettysburg around, turned the Civil War around. If we weren't a nation in whole, if we were three separate states or three separate countries, then we wouldn't be the power that was able to feed the world, help feed the world. To And, and the, you think about how far-reaching this one person made a difference it was just enormous Amen. Mm. 
Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. We should, we should, Hallelujah. I love how you say that, Angie. Hallelujah. She's, she sounds like the white Medea. She yes. does. Oh, I love. Medea says, Hallelujah. And Hallelujah. here's Angie. Hallelujah. 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 So, so, Angie, do you ever challenge the people that are listening? I think we should challenge them. Well, I um, I do that a lot. And I wanted to, cha- I was just going to do that with this loneliness topic because mm-hmm. just this week a story came out, uh, uh, new research on loneliness. Loneliness can damage health, trigger, mm-hmm. triggering inflammation and neurological changes, um, exacerbating things like diabetes and uh, dementia, and that it's as bad as smoking, uh, loneliness as bad as smoking 15 cigarettes a day. Now, not someone who wants, no, loneliness is a matter of perception. You could live alone and like to live alone and right. like to be on your own, but lo- feeling lonely and, and, and sad and depressed about it. Uh, that puts your health at risk. And so this time of year in particular, a lot of people get depressed about being alone. And so I would challenge people not just to be more giving to, you know, teachers and, um, you know, garbage men and waitresses. And, and even if it's something small, like I said, it was just a bag of chocolates. I think it's a $5 bag of chocolates. I actually got them in bulk for like two seventy nine a bag, right? So it's like a nice bag of chocolates that would normally be about 5 bucks in a gold mm-hmm. bag. Really delicious. And, you know, so, a small item. Item. And the teachers, and again, these are the middle school teachers that don't get as much. I get pretty big gifts for the um, the grade school teachers because, you know, my kids They're are with, with them all day all long. Day. Um, but, you know, this loneliness, underneath this article about loneliness, um, Paul wrote, since my wife died four years ago, I know what it's like to be lonely. I live in a rural place. I work alone from home, no family, etc. It's tough. It's a depressing way to live, and it makes the future seem very bleak. Um, and then another guy wrote um, just a few comments underneath. Um, it's it's way too scary these days to go out and socialize our country the way things are, you know, going, blah, 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 and then goes into a depressing rant. And then Cheryl Ann wrote, loneliness is the result of humanity treating each other and everything on this planet as nothing more than resources for personal gain and profit. I think as Christians, we need to make sure that we set a good example mm-hmm. and that we don't just walk around saying we're Christians, but we actually reach out to people. You know, I would say that church, my least favorite part is where they're like, a, you know, reach your neighbor, you know. And I'm a pretty <laughs> friendly person, but I don't like forced greetings, yes, you know. Yes. But I'm pretty, you know, friendly in general. Mm-hmm. And I, I think we need to reach out to like that aunt who's alone or the cousin or the oh, yeah. uncle or the friend yeah. or next the door elderly neighbor. colleague. Yeah, or like the next door neighbor who lives alone who may be lost lost a spouse, you know. Mm-hmm. This and is not just about older people or no, single no. people. There no. are various studies about we are the loneliest society in a hyper-connected world and social media. We are so lonely and that is the mission of the Jericho Girls is to connect women because when we form alliances together, we are a powerful force, but we also uh, live healthier lives. We are better business women, better, you know, wives and mothers and Sisters there's the and power of connectedness and there's such an epidemic of loneliness going on right now so even just you know somebody that you're talking to that you don't really know probably needs to be connected in some shape or fashion our son just came over two nights ago and he was talking about you know how this time of year even posted on his Instagram how lonely and how he missed like he we were saying who do you miss and he's like well grandmother and grandfather so my parents passed away and he's like I miss them and you wouldn't think a big burly marine reservist you know 19 year old would talk about those things but we're all just people just trying to make it and we had a really good conversation he was at our house till 12:30 at night 
and um, I'm an early person, <laughs> so I'm holding my eyes open, but um, I wouldn't have given up that time with him just right. talking about yeah, it. Right, for a 19-year-old to be lonely, a lot of these kids are, are lonely, and it's like my nephew was telling me, and he struggled with depression at times, that um, he'd stopped all his social media, and I'm like, well, why did you do that? He goes, I just I get too obsessive about what other people have, what mm. they're doing, who yes. they're going out with, all mm. the fun they're having. And then he said, and then you meet somebody, and they're like, well, what's your Instagram? And then I give it to him, and if I haven't really been on it or accumulated that many followers or whatever, then they're like, well, what's wrong with you? Why do you only have 200 people on there? Whatever. They actually like wow. kind of judge whether That's or not right. you're wow. like with it, popular, cool, connected by like how many people you have you know, following you or connected to you on these various social media sites i'm like really so like if you don't if you haven't been on it or you just started it then you're considered like weird in your 20s and well, i was just thinking this morning that i need to i'm going to take a couple of weeks off of social media because and i mean yes even as a writer or author or speaker and stuff i get tired of all the rhetoric that's on social media you yeah. know it's always some crazy mess and lord knows i'm so sick of politics Ugh. you know but I, I think because we're so into these gadgets that we have that's why loneliness is prevailing so that's much. right yes. because we you can go into a restaurant my husband and i were at a, a a village inn and this family mom dad and two children <laughs> they were all sitting at the table like this on their mm. i've seen that too and i'm like that's are you kidding me yeah. they're not having conversations the only conversation they had was with the weight person yep that's you right know? we were but at maggiano's and it was a whole big long table of girls. It was a birthday party, mm -hmm. and all the girls were on their phone. That is so weird. I'm like, what? And they're are texting we doing? each other yes. too. A lot yes. of them, yeah. Not yeah. the same At table. The same table. <laughs> yes. I'm like, Isn't what are we doing? What are we doing? Yes, and I, I mean, just came back from a 10-day media fast because every year Dave and I take from the first to the tenth, and we just totally disconnect from the world. We even tell my mother-in-law, if you want to get in touch with us, call the resort because we're not going to have our phones I on. Heard that. And cool. it was so awesome. But same thing. I mean, there's these couples, even in their 70s, yeah. are having breakfast. They're on vacation together and they're on their phones. I'm like, you guys connect, I people, dang it. I think people find it like relaxing. I think at the end of the day, relaxing. I, I have to look for like stories. And I actually find that to be like, no one's talking to me. I can be quiet. There's nothing in my ears because five mm. hours a day I do radio. Yeah. And so I hear there's a lot in my ears yeah. mm. and I'm having to concentrate on what people are saying so that I can respond or ask the, you know, ne the next question. Or I'm afraid that if I'm not paying enough attention, then I'll repeat something that they've already discussed in their mm. topic, especially if it's mm -hmm. something complicated and it's a political or real in-depth, like, you know, national security and relations with North Korea and China or something, and there are a lot of specifics or if it's economics, like, I better be paying attention. And so I like to then kind of zone out and look for stories, and I have a whole email, I'm looking at it right now, where I put all the stories that I might want to talk about on my shows and so I find it relaxing to just peruse and then lo you know send things to that email but you're not links. doing that with mark while you're at dinner no no we don't know <laughs> that's do that. but, like, but I think that's like I think that people might find it relaxing just to kind of hmm. chill but I think that they start zoning out from the world I think yeah. it's like drugs and alcohol and gambling 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is so very true. addictive. I mean, they've done all kinds of studies how people that are on social media, the more it's it like more endorphs, likes, the more pings, yes, the more alerts. It, yeah, it's endorphins. Yeah, yeah, it actually is a chemical thing that your endorphins are increased, and it's yeah, absolutely. It's you're looking scary. for that really great email or that really, and then you never get it. It's always some lame email. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're it all really excited is. like, oh, am I going to get a really great email? Like, what would be a really great email? You have won one million dollars. Yeah. That would be a really good email. We get those. We get those. We just need to send in a five thousand dollar check again. Yeah, exactly. I am in another country and I do not have access to my inheritance, and was wondering if you could send me five thousand. I'm a princess. And here's the thing with money. that: it's never enough. Like right. social social media draws you in, and I'm also experiencing that on my next book, and I'm submitting to traditional publishers, and platform is a big thing. So what's your platform if you tell them you have 10,000 followers or they're like that's great but we want 20 if you tell them you have 20 they want 50 it's it's never quite enough no matter how much you strive in this social media they always want more that's true talked about the scams and so I wanted to share this hero Walmart clerk and I really appreciate that this clerk was paying attention and stopped this Christmas scam saves Christmas for this elderly man uh, because I think a lot of these uh, places of business now are stopping people from being good Samaritans and they don't want them to get involved and Mm -hmm. you know follow corporate policy and you know don't jump on the shoplifter and stop them and you know just let them go and then they're losing their jobs sometimes when they're stepping in and quote-unquote doing the right thing but in this case uh, this woman smelled something fishy and she was able to help this uh this little old guy out cecil rogers was looking forward to christmas with his grandchildren here at his elmwood place home until he got a call from one of them papa said this is your oldest grandson and so i'm in trouble he had been in a car accident hit a long woman's car and she was seven months pregnant and they charged me with drunken driving i'm in jail His grandson put a lawyer on the phone who said Cecil needed to go to Walmart and do a store-to-store transfer of $2,300 to pay his bail bond. I'm going to try to get him off so he can drive and come home. So Cecil headed for Walmart in Evendale. Normally the story ends there with another senior scammed, but not this time because he chose the lane with this woman, Audrella Taylor, at the register. Said something about his son or somebody was locked up in jail. He got a call and he needed to come in and send $2,000. The five-year Walmart employee immediately suspected he was being set up. I said, well, I'm going to refuse this sandal. I'm not going to let you send that money because I think you've been scammed. Here's why this scam is often so successful. The scammers tell the seniors not to tell anyone, including other close family members or the clerks here in the store. What gave you a clue that this man might be in a scam? Because his daughter hadn't contacted him, and I felt like if his son was in true need, that the mom would know first before the grandpa would. Store manager Dominic Gross commends her for her quick thinking. We're very proud of Adrella and all of our customer service associates that help in that manner. Cecil Rogers is thanking her, too, for saving him two grand and saving his family's Christmas. Pretty good, mm-hmm. huh? Mm-hmm. So this what happened to my uncle. Did it really? Yeah. He's the, it was the, he called someone called him and said your granddaughter and she's had a col- colorful past and they knew her story I don't know from social media or something they knew her name they they knew she hadn't you know that she kind of comes in and out my this is my cousin's daughter and they called and he sent two thousand some dollars 
It was just, it was horrible. And then he felt horrible. He felt, how stupid am I? I fell for this. It just, horrible. Horrible. I, I, I'm so disgusted by people that take advantage of, you know, older people. Oh. My mom might come home one day and she's like, oh, happy anniversary. I got you the greatest deal on steaks. I said, where? From the driveway. I'm like, you don't oh, dry, buy meat from the driveway. <laughs> she goes, well, I'm telling you, he had such a good deal. And he had to get rid of the last, you know, load of steaks. And uh, they had a freezer truck and he had a special. It was half off because, you know, it was just the last few that he had to get rid of. And so it was only, it said 500, it was $250. I'm like, for steaks? <laughs> and so, anyway, we're still eating these things. They're well, just... Angie, you might laugh, but, you know, when scammers call me, they, as a matter of fact, I was tried, <laughs> they tried to scam me with the IRS thing. Mm -hmm. And the guy called me and said, well, if you, if you don't pay it, you're going to jail. I said, let me tell you something, baby. I said, you need Jesus in your life. <laughs> because if not, you and he was like, oh, uh, thank you so much. Bye. <laughs> I actually had some guys call me. And I don't know. Using that. I really, yeah. I, I really think that sometimes they're in cahoots with like a worker at one of the big businesses. Because yeah. we had called for help with our computer. And then I get another guy and he calls. And he's like, oh, I am calling about the oh, computer Lord. that you have your problem with your laptop. And I'm like, excuse me? I, I need to talk to the owner of the laptop. And I was like, oh, oh I am getting scammed. And then, and then he had like his buddy call me back with like a better accent, with better, like a little bit better English. Thinking yeah. they gave me, but I'll have to remember, I'll have to evangelize next time. That's right. All right. Uh, you're listening to The Good News. Thank you so much for choosing us. We'll be right back. The Good News of Jesus for you in high definition radio and streaming at 670KLTT.com. This is KLTT Commerce City, Denver. Hi, it's Angie. My favorite vacation spot in the world has a deal for you. It's YMCA of the Rockies. It's their 110th anniversary at the YMCA of the Rockies, and they're offering lodge rooms for $84 per night. My whole family stays in one lodge room. That deal is through the end of December and includes two free breakfasts every morning. And here's some of the things that are included. Some of these cost a little bit more, but most of them are free, like the roller skating, swimming. There's a Nordic Center. It's a little extra for rock climbing. You can learn how to do archery, horseback riding at Snow Mountain Ranch. The s'mores and the campfires are so much fun. Oh, sometimes there's singing and sometimes there's movies and we see this guy called the Mountain Man. My family loves this spot. We go at least twice a year and we will be enjoying this offer ourselves as well. Again, it's the 110th anniversary. YMCA winter deals, 84 bucks for a lodge room. A family of five can sleep in one of these lodge rooms and again, two free breakfasts per day. Check it out, ymcatherockies.org. All right, Angie Austin here along with Adam. Adam is an ambassador with ARC. And when you shop at ARC, it helps the ambassadors. They help people in our community. Every dollar you spend helps and everything you donate helps. ARC is a tremendous benefit to people with intellectual and developmental disabilities. Now, there's a Saturday sale. Most items half off. If I'm a senior, 55 and over, on Tuesdays, most items are half off. How do we find out about that? ARCthrift.org. How about if I want to donate? Where do I donate? 303-238-JANE. You call them and they'll pick up whatever you need. Furniture, small, big. Medium. Uh, yep, absolutely. A, a small, big, medium. Yes, they'll bring the truck right on over. What's yes, the number? 303-238-JANE. Yeah, they bring a truck right to your house. 303-238-JANE. Yes, 303-238-JANE. Does uh, ARC make you feel special? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I thought so. You are special. ARCthrift.org. As are you, babe. As are you. Thank you. Do you love working for ARC? I love...
Welcome back to the Good News. I've got the Good News gals still here, along with Good News guy Stephen Bishop as well. So we've got Beatrice and Donna, Jennifer, Stephen, producer Dave, and myself. Wow, talk about a Good Woo-hoo. News team. Woo-hoo. And we are talking about the book by Dr. Phil Willingham. And this is The Most Powerful Voice in Your Life, Learn to Tame Your Self-Talk. Welcome, Dr. Phil Willingham. Well, it's great to be with you today, Miss Angie. God bless you. God bless you too, sir. All right, so let's start with, uh, I want to know, just, well, give us kind of just your uh, kind of synopsis of the book, what it's about and why you wrote it. Well, you know, Miss Angie, I, you know, I discovered at a very young age that, you know, words, and most people understand words can, can build a person up or they can destroy a person. Uh, you know, often the words that we hear, even as kids, uh, that they will impact our life, they impact our relationships, they impact our career, our families, our health, whatever. You, you just kind of draw the, the dots. And uh, what I discovered of over, you know, 40 years of ministry, I've been uh, preaching the gospel and engaging so many people who love the Lord, who have a desire to follow Christ, want to read the Bible, do read the Bible, uh, you know, know about the power of the Holy Spirit, and yet they still live defeated lives. And often it comes out of the words that we hear, the words that we repeat, the stories that we say, and ultimately our own self-talk. I think a lot of that uh, negative talk uh, that we've, you know, taken in in our lives definitely does repeat itself in our own brains, and we wouldn't speak to our worst enemies sometimes the way we speak to ourselves. And I'm wondering what happened in your own life that started you thinking about the importance of how we communicate with ourselves internally. Yeah, and that's, that's, a, great, that's a great question. You know, the, the self-talk kind of came in from the side of understanding that, you know, a lot of studies out there you know, talk about, you know, we can we can speak about 120 words a minute, but we can think about 130 words a minute. And and when you when you think about that, or I'm sorry, about 1,300 words a minute, but when you think about that, so if you're thinking 1,300 words of negative, destructive, uh, you know, downcast-type thought, that's 13,000 destructive, discouraging words that get pumped into your spirit. And uh, our oldest daughter has Down syndrome. Sunshine is her name. She works with us at church and school here at our preschool in the office. And, you know, Down syndrome children have a tendency, they will do their self-talk out loud. In other words, uh, she'll get upset. She don't want to cooperate with what maybe we're wanting her to do. She'll go upstairs and go to her room. She'll shut her door, and you can hear her, and they're talking herself through that situation. Now, most adults, what we call the supposed to be us normal ones, we don't want to admit it, but we do talk to ourselves. And it, it, we don't do it out loud like Downs will. She'll, she'll navigate herself through that event. And then she'll come back downstairs and she'll say, hey, Dr. Phil, I'm sorry, and uh, I love you, and and, and she'll kind of move towards doing. Well, in our own lives, Angie, if if we hear something long enough and it starts getting ingrained in us over and over, in in time we become what we most start believing about ourselves. Mm -hmm. You know, one, one writer said, you know, you are what you think about all day long, and and I think if it's negative, uh, 
which a lot of times it is. We There's a lot of things that get pumped into our lives. You know, the reason Proverbs talks about we have to guard our mouth, and when we do that, it preserves our life. But if you open your mouth wide, and, and you, you're, our lips can actually lead us to destruction. And so many times that happens in people's lives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've got many of the uh, Good News gals here uh, checking out the book, and I know there's a couple of questions. Yeah, sure. I have one, too. Hi, this is Donna Hetzler. And you yes, have ma'am, a- it's Donna. Hi, you have a chapter that uh, is titled Getting Rid of the BS in Your Life. I want to hear about that. Getting Rid of the BS. Yeah, yes. that was, yeah, yeah. When, when, I, when I talk to a real religious crowd, you know, I, I can see the religious <laughs> spirit just kind of wanting to be say. But, you know, it's talking about getting rid of that bad self talk, that mm. bad, uh, the, that, that botched up self image, the BS that we have in our lives, you know. And what happens, and I talk about it in the book, that you, when, when something happens to us, it would, here's kind of what, what I've seen go through my own life and then the lives of us. Something happens, and the story that you begin to tell yourself about what happened, the story that you start replaying in your mind, that begins to get ingrained, and it produces the character, the thoughts, uh, the attitude that you start having. And most of us understand it's not so much what happens to you that's, uh, that we can always be responsible for. A lot of things that happen to us, we're not responsible for. We have to take responsibility for what happens in us. And that's where our thoughts mm. come in. Mm. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and, and our words can do that. So I have to take responsibility for what is the story I'm going to tell myself about that event. No, that's really good. And, and I have to say it like this. I know you're a pastor, but I have to say it at least one time. Dr. <laughs> Phil. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I always tell people, I'm the Dr. Phil. I have more hair, but a lot all right less now. money than the one on TV. All right, but that's all right. But see, you've got something else that, that he doesn't have. You've got the power of God behind you doing what <laughs> yes. you're doing. And I, I just want to talk to you a moment about um, what's on page 46, the prayer that you um, wrote on there. And I'm going to read it. And it says, God, I want to bring my mind under your subjection. I want to demolish every thought, every pretense, and everything that is being exalted against you. I want to bring them under your subjection. God, I want my thoughts to affect what I'm going to say because as you were talking I was thinking about Matthew um, 12 where it says by your words you shall be justified and by your words you shall be condemned and but people don't realize that the more they talk negatively in their lives the more their lives are going to emulate what they're talking about sure sure and I and I think you you hit it there in the fact of you know and I tell people this and I and even in my own life I've seen this if if we, if we try to identify every problem in our life as a spiritual problem mm. and just needs a spiritual answer, by that I mean, well, I need to pray more, and I need to fast more, and I need to go to church more, and I need, I, I, I get in, I, I tell people we have to be, and I have to be careful when I say this, that, that we should all over ourselves a lot. And yes. people you better should say that. Come you on. Know, you, you should do this, you mm. should do that. And, and, but here's the problem. If every, if every problem is a spiritual problem, and I think, well, it, it, i got to pray more, fast more, do more, and things don't change, then what happens is I begin to 
doubt or even question my relationship with Christ and my spiritual maturity, if I were more uh, spiritual, if I was more mature. And what happens many times for people is it isn't that God doesn't love you, it isn't that the Bible isn't true, Mm -hmm. Holy Spirit isn't real, it's that you've got to take God's Word and to apply it to your life, but then constantly guard what are you thinking, Mm -hmm. what are you saying about that event, and then how is that helping your attitude and your actions live it out? Mm-hmm. And, and that's not a, you don't pray for, you know, people will come up to me sometimes. We, we, you know, in our, our congregation, we have altar time, and we'll, we'll pray with them. And they say, hey, Pastor Phil, um, I want you to pray with me that I'll never have another discouraging thought. And <laughs> I, I won't be the, I won't be the, And I, I look at them, I said, guys, if I had that kind of power, I wouldn't waste it on you. I know that's right. <laughs> I'd be, Keeping I'd be it real. hands all over myself, you know. <laughs> uh, it, it doesn't come through a prayer. It, right. You know, that prayer helps. But a lot of times for people, that's the reason why I say that our voice can even be more powerful than God's voice sometimes. Because we shut down God's voice and God's authority in our life simply by what we're saying and how we're, what we're thinking and ultimately what we end up doing. Well, and you write mm-hmm. that um, our truth must come from God's Word, not our feelings, and that we're yeah. just one adjustment away from radically changing our lives. So what do you yeah. mean? Well, I think sometimes, again, what I encourage people, it isn't about giving you a list of uh, ten things or five things or even seven things. I tell people most of us are one adjustment. We're, we're, we're changing in, in the, uh, one thing in our life. We start with one thing. It isn't about what you stop doing as much. What's the one thing I'm going to do today that's going to be different? What's the one attitude, one action? What's the one... Um, affirmation and again this book isn't just a self-help pop psychology book because i really try to help people understand we have to bring our our minds in alignment our 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 words in alignment what does god's word say his word has to be the final authority in my life so what's the one thing you're just one adjustment today Maybe maybe you start with what's what's the first thing you know some people get up in the morning and say good lord it's morning other people get up and say hey good morning lord mm. you know mm. that one adjustment ah. oh, that absolutely sets you on a different path that's yeah, good I, right I tried to do that this morning cuz when the I got up around 2.58 Ugh. this morning, and I was like, oh, dear Lord, help me get out of bed. <laughs> and then I, um, then I said, dear Lord, please help me to appreciate this opportunity to speak to people at this early hour, you know, to, like, try to change it. And Stephen Bishop is here. He's a friend of mine. And Stephen and I met when he was <clears throat> diagnosed with ALS, or as people more commonly know as Lou Gehrig's disease. Um, I was introducing him at a big event, and it kind of freaked me out that here this guy in his 30s at the time was diagnosed with a terminal illness, and they had a young son who wasn't even in kindergarten yet at the time. And uh, all these years later, 16 years, right, we're still friends. They were at my wedding, and they've seen all my kids be born and, you know, come to baptisms. And so he's somebody who knows there was a point in his life where I think he really had to teach himself to give himself this self talk that's positive because sure. he was is and still is facing a terminal diagnosis even though it's slow progression he's still walking talking and alive he had to learn to do this Stephen yeah. what were you going to ask um, yeah. Dr. hi Phil Dr. About? Phil 
Uh, I mean, I'll talk about that just a little bit. I mean, I, I can't tell you how many times I've said the words, I am healthy, I am whole in my body and my soul. Yeah, and, wow. And I have been very fortunate, especially over the recent years where I'm doing very, very well. But I still have days where I cross the threshold and I get reminded, hey, something's still here. You're not cured. It's still there. And I will go back to that mantra uh, very, very frequently. So I, I, I think that falls into your category, Dr. Phil. And my question for you is the self-talk words that you're talking about. I, I'm a numbers guy, so I immediately latched on to we speak 120 words a minute, but we, we actually think 1,300. Sure. And yeah. my question is, are the self-talk words that you're, you're referring to, are they actually conscious thoughts or can they also be unconscious? And yeah. we can't be aware of them. Mm -hmm. Sure. And, you know, and, 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 you know, thankfully, most of us don't act on every thought that we have. And that's, and that's, that's good. But, you know, the old saying goes, and I grew up in the South, you know, you can't keep a bird from flying over your head, but you can keep him from building a nest in your hair. <laughs> you, know, you, you, you can keep him from landing. And there's a lot of things I think can, can filter through our minds and thoughts, and it, and it stays in our subconscious. But what, where I see a lot of good people who, again, love the Lord or maybe desire to have a better marriage, better relationship with their kids, better whatever, it's taking life scripts that, that get etched into our life. And, again, it's those things that, we, that we've heard you're stupid, you're lazy, you're good for nothing, you're just like your dad, I can't believe this, you'll, you'll never amount to anything. And it's, it's allowing the, the enemy then to advocate those and make them more real to us than what they really should be. And, and then we start living our lives out of it. And then when things start happening, we, we fall prey to I stink, you stink, life stinks, Type attitude. That's the reason why, like yourself, I see, I see, for I've seen people go through far more stuff, and 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 get through it through God's help, through through His power, through their own uh, attitude and their words. I've seen some people, you know, get a hangnail and just ready to quit church. <laughs> and get up on God, you know, right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, Again, if you're you know, just joining they, us, doc, Dr. Phil Willingham, uh, the book is The Most Powerful Voice in Your Life, Learn to Tame Yourself Talk. I think this is a very important topic because, Beatrice, you've talked about how when you were six years old, the neighbor lady, um, she was a black woman, and you were a black little girl at the time, and you went over to play with her, uh, her granddaughter, and then behind the door, she said what? She said, you need to stop playing with that little Star Wars girl. She's too black to be played with. Because Beatrice uh, was darker than her friend. And wow. so her grandmother thought she couldn't play with her because she was, quote, too black to be played with. And then, so you thought you weren't attractive until you were in your 30s. Absolutely. It, it took me 27 years to learn the truth about mm. that lie that somebody has spoken over me because I took that lie with me, Dr. Phil. I took it sure. everywhere I went. You know, yep. and wow. so at 32, though, this one lady, she was darker than I was. She said, you're beautiful. And I said, no, I'm not. She said, why not? Why do you say that? I said, because I'm too black to be pretty. Mm. Wow. And she said, that is a lie. Who told you that lie? See, wow. and so those words, not only our words that we speak to ourselves, but the words that other people, especially people in authority, speak over us. Oh, absolutely. Well, you know, most of us if, that are parents, we know that repetition 
you know, is a pretty convincing argument. Oh, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you, you, you have kids, hey, mama, can I, hey, dad, can I, please let me let, and they, they continue on. And that, that's the same what is about the things that, that have happened in their life, things spoken. When I was, at, when I was six or seven years old, my dad was a minister, and six of us siblings, but my dad used to always say, Hey, Philip Dell can play anything with strings on it. He's, if it's a guitar, if it's a banjo, and you know what? I, I believe that. And I, I grew up playing all kinds of string instruments because I heard that. I, I latched on to that. I thought, boy, I can do that. Well, well, fast forward a few years, I get in school. They start telling the, the the negative thing. Well, you know, Phil struggles in school. Uh, Phil doesn't do good on tests. <laughs> yeah. Phil doesn't comprehend. Right. And you know what? I believe that too. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I took it. That's the story I started telling myself. And I ended up quitting school when I was 16 years old. I was in a car accident. Some things happened, but I dropped out of school. I'm 30 years old before I go back, get my GED, start my education. And it wasn't because I already all of a sudden got smart and God baptized me with brains, but (laughs) I started changing the way I I can do this. Mm -hmm. I I can take a test. I can read a book. Mm -hmm. I can comprehend. So that's the reason why in the book I, I challenge people that we have to ask the Holy Spirit to help us edit the story that we right. constantly tell ourselves. The story ourselves. that we tell ourselves. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Dr. Phil Willingham. Again, the book, The Most Powerful Voice in Your Life. Learn to Tame Your Self-Talk, Dr. Phil Willingham. Uh, bless you. Thank you so much, Dr. God bless you, sir. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Hey, God Phil. God bless you guys. Hi, it's Angie. Hey, do you have a lot of things around your house you want to get rid of? My husband wants me to get rid of anything and everything that is in his way. 303-238-JANE. I love ARC. They help people in our community. Every dollar you spend helps, and everything you donate helps. 303-238-JANE. They bring a truck right to my house. I actually have them come every month or two, and it is so helpful to get that place cleaned out because you know what? My husband's a lot nicer to me when I donate things, and who better to donate to than ARC? 303-238-JANE and arcthrift.org for a location near you if you just want to drop a few things off and do a little shopping. arcthrift.org, shopping with a purpose. I love ARC. For over 120 years, the Denver Rescue Mission has been providing services to those in need and the homeless in the metro area. It is the oldest full-service Christian charity in the Rocky Mountain region. Since its conception in 1892, it has expanded to helping the homeless and hungry to provide services for men and single mothers, offering programs such as rehabilitation for those suffering from addiction and abuse, education and career centers, family services, and life restoration. The Denver Rescue Mission is always in need of your assistance. You can help this growing organization by donating clothing, food, furniture, and more at any of the drop-off locations. For more information on their services, ways you can help, and to donate online, go to denverrescuemission.org. denverrescuemission.org. Changing lives in the name of Christ. It's Angie. Welcome back to the good news. Well, if you're like me, you like to do business with good companies. Hello, who doesn't? Well, we want to know which companies offer the best service, right? Well, who should you buy from, for instance, in 2018? And which business should you avoid next year? Well, here to help is Christopher Elliott, author, columnist, and founder of Elliott.org. 
Welcome, Christopher. Hi, Angie. Good to be with you. So let's first talk about what are the Elliott Reader's Choice Awards? They are a customer service award nominated by readers of my site, Elliott.org, and then voted on them. And we spend an entire month voting on who our favorites are. And it's meant as a buyer's guide for 2018. People don't know who the good companies are, and so we try to help out. I love this idea. So what are some of the categories that you polled? Uh, we had a total of 17 categories this year, a lot of companies. Um, and if you'd like, I can go through the list. Oh, yeah. I'd love to know who won and who lost, for instance. Let's go through it. <laughs> yeah. I've been getting a lot of questions about the losers. But let's talk about the winners for a second. Um, airlines, Southwest Airlines and Virgin Atlantic were at the top of that list. For car manufacturers, Ford and Toyota, we had uh, Hertz that won in the car rental company category, Hmm. Royal Caribbean for cruise lines, Uber for ground transportation, hotels, Marriott, Um, theme parks. We're the only ones that I know that do best theme parks for customer service, and Epcot won in that category. Then travel insurance, uh, Allianz Global Assistance won, and they also were a sponsor of the award, online travel agency, TripAdvisor, Subscription TV, DirecTV got that. Vacation rental, Airbnb, no surprise, they are huge. And wireless company, Verizon Wireless. All right, Verizon for wireless. And then, um, who? by the way, I'm not surprised by Epcot because I think that they're fantastic. And I enjoy many of those companies you just mentioned. So we're wondering who did not win. Let's put it that way. We don't want to call them the losers. Who did not win? Losers. <laughs> Yeah, I can tell you who got the least votes, Um, and I I wouldn't necessarily characterize them as losers, but you might want to do that. Um, For airlines, American Airlines, uh, they get so, so many complaints, and they got very few votes as well. Um, Car manufacturers, Lincoln didn't do very hot. Um, VW, you had Dieselgate, uh, so they didn't get a lot of votes. Car rental company, the budget car rental companies did not ver- do very well. So Alamo, budget, thrifty. Not a lot of people like them because they have fees. Uh, cruise line, Viking and Carnival had, uh, there was a tie there. Um, in the hotel category, Best Western, which is an uneven chain. Some good, some not so good uh, hotels there. Uh, or, in Orlando, for the theme park category, you have Universal Studios that didn't get a lot of good votes. Again, kind of an uneven experience there. And in the online travel agency category, Priceline, people just didn't like the name your own price thing. And subscription TV, a lot of cable companies, just bottom feeders, Time Warner, just people don't do not like them at all. And in the vacation rental category, Flipkey didn't do very well. Wireless companies, our last one, Sprint, bottom feeder there too. Uh, you know, it's interesting because this information, they may not like it not being on the winning list per se, but really it's a valuable service that you're offering them because you're saying, look, we're polling people. They're saying they don't like your customer service or service in general, and we do not like extra hidden fees at all. And so these are just wake-up calls mm-hmm. for them. So really you're doing like free research for them. It should be in a way not necessarily like they're going to wave a flag saying, yay, we lost, but they should be saying, yay, we now know what we need to fix. Yeah, you would think that they would be thanking me for this, but somehow they... I- The card got lost in the mail. I don't know. Uh, Yeah, the thing is, is that I spend, as a syndicated columnist, you know, I write about people's problems and I I try to fix them. My specialty is fixing intractable 
consumer problems. And, and if any of your listeners want help, by the way, I'm available. It's Elliot.org, E-L-L-I-O-T-T.org forward slash help. Fill in that form and I will help you. Um, but the thing is, we thought a better approach uh, would be maybe to recognize the good companies because we get so many complaints. Mm-hmm. Maybe talk about the ones that do well. Yeah. So that's what this award is. It's a, an effort to really recognize the companies that do well. And those other companies that didn't do well, for them to look and, and say maybe, well, you know, maybe we should be a little bit more like the Southwest or the AT&Ts of the world. Right. Excellent. Well, thank you so much, Christopher Elliott, Elliott.org. Appreciate it. Thank you. Enjoy it. Thanks for listening to The Good News with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com.